a very special B-Sides episode of Old Taku No Radio, official episode number 006.75, <laughs> because we're just that organized and had a kick-ass two-part Samurai Jack episode, so you know, roll with the punches, people. With me, as always, is Jared Nelson. Hey, y'all, what's up? And today, all we're going to do is babble about our winter 2016 impressions and then uh, have a little fun uh, trying to predict what the hell will be of any interest in spring 2017. So if that's not for you, you can tune out now and we will have uh, our regularly scheduled episode uh, on the 11th for you, number 007, with a spy-themed anime, namely, Mm -hmm. Jared. Oh, yes, Golgo 13. And uh, so, yeah, tune back then. Otherwise, we're just going to ramble around a bit, talk about a few shows we liked and loathed, and then try to predict what shows we might like or loathe next season. All right, so winter 2017. Yo, know, I, I reviewed um, Dragon Maid, and before I get it, because obviously Rakugo's the thing, right? But before I get into that, I reviewed Dragon Maid. I reviewed uh, Scum's Wish for several weeks, both of those, um, not neither of them all the way through, for Wave Motion Cannon's Weekly Motion Cannon. So I was obligated to watch those. And it was not an unpleasant experience. I finished the second season or the second core of the first season, I guess, if we're being technical, of uh, March Comes In Like a Lion. That was that was good. Um, th- this season is just Rakugo, man. Like, that's – season's done, year's done. I mean, Rakugo, <laughs> Rakugo is it. It was a show that was impossible to watch anything afterwards. Yes. Every every episode every week. Like I wouldn't I would, I couldn't even think to watch two episodes in a row of that. Just oh, because no. though the way it ends, like every episode you just want to sort of sit there and stew in that. That's that's exactly how I felt about it. Like I would I would immediately like that would end my anime watching for the day. Like I would always wait till Saturdays to watch it and like everything else I was trying to watch except for the stuff that I had to watch earlier for uh, review deadlines but um, I would always watch everything else before Rakugo because I knew once Rakugo came I was not going to be in a state to watch more uh, any kind of animation or, or anything like any art at all I'd want to like go and meditate upon what I had just witnessed Curl up into a little ball and shake yourself to sleep in sorrow. Yeah, usually just cry myself to sleep until my tear ducts, like, burst from no longer being able to produce uh, liquids. Um, th- this, um, I'm, oh my god. Like, now we're, should we, should we, like, tell them? Because it's probably fairly obvious, right, what we're going to do with respect to Rakugo. Oh, sure. Go right ahead. So we're going to be, for our anniversary, our one-year anniversary podcast, we are going to be covering uh, the second half of uh, Show Arakago. And we've learned how to use compression, so don't worry about us breaking your player this time. <laughs> yes, yes, we've leveled up as a podcast, and we're figuring out, like, Simple basic things. post-production. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, look forward to a lengthy, lengthy dissection of that um 
so we're we're gonna avoid getting into too much detail about it. But uh, but anime of the year definitely. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't feel I don't feel too uh, bold making that claim now. Um, there's very few things in the queue that, to my mind, are gonna arrival it. Um, there's one coming that might, but um, I I doubt it because Rakugo probably is the best anime of the decade. Like I've never seen. Like when you look at the whole thing, nothing has ever affected me that deeply on a dramatic level, on an emotional level. It's a story for storytellers and lovers of stories. It really is. It is yeah. a fantastic show. It's heroin for you and me is essentially the problem. That's that's like really what it is. Which is what really kind of killed me about it in the second season, especially the first half, because everything just seemed to be going by too fast mm. with like too many time skips and didn't seem as, as paced on it. And I know you have a theory on that. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, prob- um, we'll get into that in our, we'll, in our dissection we'll get into of it. it later. Yeah. But, you know, this, this season of it simultaneously wrenched me harder than the first one. Just because, you know, the first, the first core does such a wonderful job of, you know, building these characters and setting them up specifically for this season mm-hmm. but you know just something about the just the slipshod handling of the characters it's just sort of like okay you know these characters now we can just instantly put them in situations and i didn't like that mm-hmm. but it, it seemed a little too fast but nonetheless like i fell right into it because <laughs> they set it up to be like that yeah, you know what other show could so boldly play with time jumps and make it work? I mean, you know, I in in your estimation, it probably wasn't perfect. Um, I didn't really have like that many problems with the time jump aspect of it. Um, I think my I, I I literally think my only problem with Rockago the second season was the episodes would end and they would only be like you know normal anime length and i couldn't just watch it all at once and just pour it into my brain i think i really like i I, i'm going to try very hard to think of what i don't like about that show in the intervening uh months until our anniversary podcast but but holy mackerel like there's just there's very there's very little for me to criticize in that at least right now i'm still sort of bathing in its afterglow and i and i watched it what two weeks ago now or a week ago now Dude, it's ridiculous. Try, it's it's funny how many times I've caught myself thinking back to some of the events in the second season and just tearing up almost instantaneously. Oh and yeah. It's like god damn it. Yeah. It was it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Um but I I, I yeah, that's going to be the anime of the year. It's definitely anime of the season. I I will yeah. I will give the year a chance. I won't put anything past it, but that seeing as it was my anime of the year last year. Mm-hmm. There was the first season was this right. It's very good chance. <laughs> what's what's the what's the last time we had a back to back like that? Was it Chihayafuru? You think? No, Chihayafuru wasn't even back to back. There was a year or two between. Oh, it was, it was a year or two. Yeah, okay. So, Ink, what besides the obvious superlative Rakugo, uh, what what else was was stand out for you, or what else did you just like were able to finish? <laughs> that might be the more salient question. I had to finish a, a few because, you know, Otaku USA uh, review requirements and stuff like that. But 
I, I wanted to ask you first because I, I really enjoyed Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. And yeah. I, I wanted to speak to your, your assessment of it as not unenjoyable. I I think that's a fair assessment. It is it is not not it is it is a not unenjoyable show. It's it's um it I really like it has some great comedic timing. Um I really enjoy that aspect of it. I feel like the later it gets on, the more they rely on like stupid fan service stuff um that they don't have to. I get so damned frustrated with with good like Anime comedies that are funny on their own. The writing is enough. It's it's funny, but they have to like do the the bounce and all that. And it's like God, it's just so irritating. And then you've got like the whole like really awkward kind of garbage episode that has the the two little girls playing Twister, and it's like oh uh, yeah, God, like like it just you know. Kyo Annie, for one thing, let, let's take our hats off to Kyo Annie because they animated something that doesn't immediately. Now I, I know all our, um, and I'm going to pronounce it this way intentionally, just to piss my uh, beloved people off. But uh, <laughs> all of the Sakugas out there are going to be like, what? I know, right? Uh, they're going to be like, well, actually, it's very discernible, Kyo Annie. I mean, but like, really, the, the, it doesn't look like all of the other Kyo Annie shit I've seen. Uh, yeah, this was not beyond the boundary. Yeah, um, which looked like you could put like characters for free in it, and they'd look like on model and like fine, even though they're not even the same show. Um, Dragon Maid uh, kind of, I think, spices up, uh, enhances the um, the look of the manga a bit. It's really pretty. That that action scene in the second episode is still like probably one of the best, maybe the best action scene of the season. Um, is really good. It's got really good upsides, but its um, its downsides are pretty. Ugh. And the later episodes get to be a bit repetitive. You know, they kind of they kind of start wearing out some of the same uh, some of the same tropes and jokes. And you know, you've got the big boobed uh, Quetzalcoatl woman and the kid and. You know, oh, there's more jokes with her. Oh, good. Oh, the office worker is being an office worker and eating candy. Okay, that's like the same three episodes. Like, there's not, and you know, it's comedy. It's a broad comedy, so it's not like you can expect a lot of character growth. But oh, but come on, there's like a huge amount of character growth between the uh, between Toru, the two Toru. principles. Yeah, exactly. But that's all you really need because that's the show's focus. Everyone else is admittedly yeah. like just sort of brought on to flank them. That that is true. But like that that one episode, and I won't say what, what actually happens because it is a very new show. But how Toru uh, approaches Kobayashi and you know sort of just sort of confronts her as to you know how she feels she's being treated, and you know the fact that Kobayashi's not actually taking the time to acknowledge her feelings or even you know concern herself with them. Uh, that was huge, and then I, I loved how. Kobayashi herself sort of reflects on that and turns around and opens up. And that opening up is, is, is crucial to her character growing because up until now, she's just sort of rolling with the punches. Like, yeah, sure, she drunkenly took this dragon into her apartment because she has a thing for maids and sake. <laughs> and, uh, 
You As know. one does. Exactly, you know? That's perfectly normal in Japan. Uh, but, you know, up until now, it's just sort of been, like, this amusement to her. And she's been relying more and more heavily on her presence for sort of her own peace of mind. She reflects constantly, like, when did my life change to this? But she never mm-hmm. seems, uh, you know, put off by it, you know? And here she is finally facing what this relationship really is and opens up to the possibility of it. And and you sort of see that a bit of anxiety in there and a bit mm-hmm. of fear. And it's just, it's just a lovely little turning point. And I don't think you could get that without all that repetitive, everyday circumstance. I think they, they twisted it enough to make it slightly humorous because it's not like a laugh out loud comedy. I don't know. Like early on, at least to me, I was laughing out loud. I I thought it was hilarious. Really? Yeah. I it, I don't know. It just worked for me because Kobayashi is so deadpan about everything, and and Toru's it. I, you know, what I really like is the fact that the dragons are still like basically apex predators, but they've been distracted by other things. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where the humor is to me. Like Toru would like be Godzilla if she wasn't in love with Kobayashi. And, exactly, but to me that's more yeah. mental than like gut-worthy. It's it's just sort of like, I love what you're doing there, that's yeah, great. Yeah. Except with Fafnir just becoming an otaku. And it makes, <laughs> it, makes yeah. it makes sense given the, the legend of Fafnir, but like yeah. it's like, okay. That's cool, but it, it just seems like pandering as much as Katsukoto's uh, character is true to her uh, mythology, but you know, at the same time, it's just like, okay, this is just, you know, more pandering. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. Though I will say, dragons and cutoff shorts, totally acceptable. I, I wish it was actually the in her dragon form in the cutoff shorts. That would be like <laughs> hilarious. That'd be that would be awesome. Dude, you ever, um, did you ever read a uh, children's book called "There's No Such Thing as a Dragon"? I don't know. I don't remember if I did or not. I don't know why I interjected that because that does not have a dragon in cutoff shorts. <laughs> but but the the dragon does grow out of a house at one point, so nice. So the house would be its cutoff shorts. Other what other shows in 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 winter um, worked for you? Interviews with Monster Girls, man. I have added I add that I've added that to my queue, um, and I still haven't watched it. It was, is if uh, our listeners remember and uh, had listened to our B-side previously, one of the ones we both trashed, and mm-hmm. I kind of fell in love instantly in the second episode because they introduced the Doolahan, and I, there's a lot about the show that's that's queasy, and you can read uh, uh, NFM, I think that mm. one, uh, they had a really good article really taking apart uh, what makes the harem effect so you know, cringeworthy, um, is not the fact that these students and the one teacher all love the central male protagonist because, you know, okay, hot for teacher is a thing and on both sides of the gender spectrum and mm-hmm. uh, that will happen, whatever. But the fact that the teacher's almost facilitating this is, you know, kind of wretched. And he's, he's, of course, not knowledgeable, not doing it intentionally, so it takes a little edge off, but that's present throughout the show, and the only really thing that hampers my enjoyment with it. 
I kind of hate that it goes that way, but of course it has to, right? It doesn't go that way, like, totally. It does a good job of walking a very fine line. And mm-hmm. it actually does reference itself to that point on a, in a couple episodes. So you know it's, it's self-aware of that issue. Yeah. And I think that saves it, morally. Uh, but what saves it visually... And this is why I fell in love with the series. It's just how they have how they have animated the Dula hands movements. Because you know the the Machi, who is best girl, totally everyone knows this. Um, she she's the Dula hand, and she has this bright blue, blue flame coming out of her neck, and she holds her head all the time. And how she looks around and during like uh, discussions with multiple people you will see her adjust her hands slightly to tilt her head. And it's just those minute movements and attention to detail as to how the the, the, the eyes on the head and the hands and the fingers and her jaw interact. Mm-hmm. It's awesome! Like, I, was, I would watch an entire series of just watching her do daily shit. It's just, like, <laughs> the most fascinating thing to me. If you could have Flying Dulahan in the style of Flying Witch, you'd be there, huh? Oh, totally. Totally. Any other shows from the season that worked for you in a good way? Uh, I'm hesitant to say Saga of Tanya the Evil, but I gotta say Saga of Tanya the Evil. Really? Which is another one we panned in uh, our preview episode. Yeah, we did. I gave that a shot. (laughs) There's nothing really to compel you to watch the next episode. There's no real cliffhangers, and the show doesn't have any particular draw unless you're military otaku, Mm -hmm. uh, because they do a really beautiful job of replicating some tanks and battlefield situations and buildings and whatnot. The artist came away from that first episode thinking, oh, yep, this is like Azetta the Last Witch, but like the Edgelord edition. I'm good. (laughs) But the, the high school kid in me loves the fact that like there's this whole... God damn you, God! Sort of thing going on, and uh, it's like I, I fell in love with that for that, but you know, just I, I kept my distance from it. But, Brings out your inner Trent Reznor, huh? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the uh, kids will not get that. Uh, no, <laughs> keep it old here, folks. Keep it old. Uh, honestly, it's just for the animation of the face and the range of emotions they put the main character through. Because yeah. it's so beautiful to watch that nine-year-old military commander who has a 38-year-old businessman's soul react in these, like, deformed faces of deranged fear and uh, enthrallment to death. It's hilarious mm-hmm. in all the wrong ways. <laughs> and I love it for that. And it's, it's, it's not something that compels me to watch a show, but, like, when I'm out of everything else to watch, it's just like, oh, yeah, that's there. I enjoy it's the court that. of last resort. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So for me, uh, I'm trying to think. I, you know, so Scum's Wish. I, you know, it's not done yet. Um, some of these shows, even though we're talking about kind of a wrap up here, some of these shows still have one more episode to go. Um, I believe Dragon Maid and Scum's Wish both do. Uh, Rocka goes, of course, over. Um, you know, <laughs> I know. Um, Blue Exorcist Kyoto Saga. Um, so it's a bit discombobulating if you're new to – so I I think I've said this a few times. I, I 
did a review of Blue Exorcist on Any Gamers uh, for The Secret Santa this past year. Um, so I was kind of fresh coming into Kyoto Saga and was very excited about it. Uh, and then it was really confusing at first because they, they basically retcon the end of the original anime of Blue Exorcist uh, to, to fit the manga. Um, and they kind of ignore everything that happened at the end of the, the anime. Um, once I got over that, um, it was kind of a, a slow and steady burn, but I felt like it had a, a pretty satisfying um, end. And I don't know if that's continuing into uh, the next uh, the, the spring season, but I hope so because that will that will be there. There will be a couple things I'll be able to watch. But uh, so that, I really enjoyed that. Um, you know, Dragon Maid talked about Dragon Maid. Scum's Wish. Um, Scum's Wish is good, I think. Um, it. You know, nobody knows how the how the last episode's going to go. Um, there was a really neat article, um, and I think it was more of like a conversation starter uh, on Anime News Network uh, a while back, and it had to do with basically tying together this lineage of teenage angst anime, and it started with End of Evangelion, I believe, and then. Um, tied that to Flowers of Evil and then tied that to Scum's Wish because of the sort of unflinching portrayals of you know, teenage angst and emotion uh, in those separate works. And that I thought that was a you know, very fascinating and, and very well-made point. Um, and if I can find it, we'll put it in the notes for the show, if we're doing notes for the show. But anyway, it's on, it's on Anime News Network. Uh, go look it up. Um, so so I, I, would, I would give Scum's Wish a chance if you are willing to brave the Amazon paywall. Um, you know, don't, don't pirate it. They do have like a five-day free trial. So if, you, if you're willing yes. to marathon, you know, the, the 13 episodes, I think it is that... You know, in one run, which is highly which, doable. which you should do the Great Passage first before you do anything else, and then watch whatever the hell you want because the Great Passage is so good, and I'm still mad about them holding that from 2016. Um, but but yeah yeah that's a good point. Inc. You can totally do that. Um, that's really I mean I so that I did finish some stuff. I I can't believe. That I finished Masamune Kun's Revenge. I don't know how the fuck I did it, but I did. Well, it's you, actually you were obligated to do that, right? No. Oh no. And it you was still like watched it. it was like my this is stupid, like slightly haremish, but not really harem comedy. Because you uh, panned that in your uh, three episode test, as I recall. Yeah, I panned the shit out of it. Yeah, and I and I kind of stand by it. But like the the thing is, like it was it was a great like. Here's something completely different from Rockago that will set me in a different direction. So when I watch Rockago, I will not be as emotionally desolate. Like I would, I would have to like prepare myself to watch it every week. So this is one of the shows that I used to do that. And uh, there's, it's actually not completely terrible. The ending is really poorly executed. Um, but there, but it has like some like very real kind of moments in it. Um, about body image and things like that. Um, and it's trying to say some stuff around that in a very subtle, 
way, but it's it's too busy wanting to play all these like Harem BS games too, and you know, eh, was, I don't know how I finished it. I really don't. Um, Samurai Girl and Ninja Master, still amazing. That should have been your spirit animal. That it, it it is my spirit animal. Like that just needs they just need to keep that going forever, basically, and we'll be we'll be fine. Uh, Sengoku Choju Giga uh, Otsu, the Otsu arc, um, very funny still. Um, I I enjoyed that week to week. It was a nice little like two minute uh, distraction. Um, How can you not just like to laugh for two minutes at, with a stupid gag comedy that yes. You know, has over your head historical references, but it doesn't matter. And it's all done in like Sumie too, and it's it's really cool. Um, I think it's Sumie. It's it's the ink painting. Mm-hmm. It's, it's ink drawing. Um, but yeah, there we go. That's it. That's it. Um, there were some things I dropped like a bad habit. But what what was the worst thing you watched this season? Um, the one. If you have to pick one, what is it? Worst, worst thing that I watched and liked. Or worst thing that I ended up dropping. I, I would say worst thing that you watch that you watched ended up dropping. But if you want to talk about something you you worst thing that you liked, I mean, Keijo isn't on this lineup, so hey, <laughs> Keijo is the best anime ever. Uh, my, Great for Hank, folks. The the worst thing that I liked was Yamishibai season four, uh, uh, which managed to have a couple of really good episodes in it. I liked the fact that they're still trying to do different things with the form. I don't think what they did worked most of the time, and a lot of what the a lot of the new, uh, a lot of the new aspects of the, the the season didn't really work for it the way they hoped it would. It actually drew me out of it. But I think the focus on the storyteller, the the storyteller as delivering the narrative, worked in a sort of campfire ghost story session manner um which really doesn't matter because you have the visuals being presented to you it was a series that was trying to do good things but ultimately i don't think a lot of it worked worked in a couple episodes and made those those couple episodes really strong but this is definitely the worst of the yamishibai seasons Mm. I've heard that fairly universally, much to my disappointment. I I don't know if we got it on the recording for the podcast, but I was telling Inka earlier that I have that added to my queue, but I have still not watched it yet. So I will prepare for um, the mild disappointment um, to come on that. But the worst thing that I dropped was One Room, which I was pretty much <laughs> sure I was going to drop that anyway. Um <laughs> uh, because that's basically just dating sim. Uh, insert yourself into this character who deals with different girls or whatever, and it's horrible. And it's like like I pointed out in my three episode test, it's, it's horrible not because of what it is, because it is what it is perfectly. And whoever chooses to watch that, more power to your perverted self. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the the. The, the, my problem with it was the camera was inconsistent. If you were going to be a, a point-of-view anime, commit to it. And the camera was, like, all over the place, and it was mostly to ogle different angles that were not immediately accessible to the protagonist. And I'm like, man, 
Come well, on. you have to you have to give up that point of view for the service, right? No, no, you don't. Show like that. <laughs> you you come up with some excuse for the dude to like go fetch a pencil or something, and then take like a, a bad look or. I commend you for even trying to watch that hot garbage. Well, there's there's a second season coming up, and it's it's now the the, the reverse because it's now a female protagonist with male roommates. <laughs> well, at least they're trying to be equal opportunity. Exactly. Um, the it's, best the best worst thing I saw um, was, and I mean this with affection too, is I My Me Surgical Friends. Um, oh. I love I My Me. It's freaking horrible and terrible. Um, it's a lot like TQ, but not as good. Um, I still like it. Um, it. It was it was another short thing I would watch to be completely random, um, and I I regret nothing. I think the worst worst thing I watched, God, um, that I dropped. I, th- I would have to say it's a tie between Sayrin and Spirit Pact. They're both just awful. They're terrible. Seiren is a lot like the the one room thing. There's like arcs of different girls, so you get to self insert and and date them all basically, and that was kind of a waste of my time. And then Spirit Pact was it didn't even make sense <laughs> to me. Like, um, I think it was another one of those kind of random kind of shows. Uh, that show up uh, nowadays, and it it just it it just did not grab me at all. I just didn't feel like it was that well executed, um, and it was kind of a it was kind of a waste of time. You want to talk about spring real quick? Sure. So to go through our our spring predictions this time instead of uh, some theatrical readings, although those aren't off the table. Uh, what what we figured we'd do is run through. Uh, at least a few of the more standout shows uh, on uh, the anime charts for upcoming spring 2017 and uh, just sort of pull a gong show. And whenever we hit a phrase or an idea or just get plain tired of anything, we'll just say no. So, you know, we'll read through these descriptions and first say no, then we'll move on or defend or whatever. But we're just going to read through the descriptions of some of the ones that stand out to us, and uh, we hope you enjoy. I will start, if if you'll indulge me. <clears throat> so this is uh, Akindo Say Little Peso. I'm going to call it Peso. Oh, no, it is Peso. Okay, that's how they pronounce it. Uh, the planet of Akindo is the best planet in the universe at earning money. Prince Peso, the planet's ruler, lives a bum's life of playing smartphone games every day, always concentrated on paying microtransactions. One day, the king demands that all the money in the universe be brought to him, and Peso and his lackeys are cast out. Now Peso travels the universe, meeting aliens and fighting them in business battles. I'm not going to tell you no on that one. I, I, I am actually thoroughly looking forward to that. I felt like I wanted to gong out, like, reading it to you. <laughs> <laughs> but but in the picture, it's this little cute android doll, like, woozer's ordinary life thing. Like, it, does, under... it does have a woozer kind of vibe, or like a like a Sega Dreamcast game kind of vibe to it, the, the cover art does. Like, if this is a short, I think it'll be bearable and fun. Uh, 
I might drop it anyway, but you know, I, I want to watch at least a couple episodes. Oh and God! See what they're doing with Please it. tell me that's a short. If they try to make that in, that, that's got to be a short. <laughs> it has to be. Unless it's going to be like Shark Tank or something, the anime. Um, so the next one on the list is um, Alice Tozoroku uh, with uh, JC Staff. Look out now. Um, a group of young girls possesses a mysterious power known no. as. <laughs> I hate mysterious powers and young girls. Stop. Yeah, the only thing worse than that is through various circumstances. That's like that. That can that can that can fuck off. Um, okay, uh, the next one is Adam. The beginning. Production IG. So you know, probably look good. Uh, maybe all all the Sakuga experts can tell us. Uh, in Japan, after a great calamity, there were two geniuses who dreamed of the future. One was Umataro Tenma. The other was Hiroshi Ochanomizu. Uh, the two labored day and night in robot research, Tenma to create a quote-unquote god, and Ochanomizu to create a quote-unquote friend. Thus, a robot, A106, was born from their collaborative friendship. Kind of interested in that one. I'm yeah, not... it's it's Adam. It's that's one Adam. So you know, Astro Boy. So that mm-hmm. that might not that might not be bad. Um, it might not be as good as Pluto, but you know, hey, why not? It's for all the sci-fi fiends out there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, and I would love a good sci-fi, please, Lord. Mm-hmm. <sighs> There's him at me. And there's uh, well, there's I'm not even going to bother with Attack on Titan because everyone's going to be watching that. And... Now I'm going to watch that like a somebody watches a train i actually honestly do want to watch the second season of attack on titan i won't lie i really do want to watch it i am not invested but well i'm I'm invested because i have watched it thus far and i always have to finish watching a story and it ended up being somewhat intriguing by the end of the first season so whatever Mm. uh let's see clockwork planet by zebek or zebek the action fantasy is set in a world was destroyed and then entirely rebuilt with clockwork mechanism. The first high school boy named No. Nope. <laughs> named No. Named No. <laughs> a boy named No. Yeah. What, yeah, what that... cuts you off on that one, Jared? Um, a first year high school boy named any fucking thing <laughs> that's going to encounter anything. In a world that was destroyed and then rebuilt with clockwork mechanisms, um, that that's what turns me off. Nope, nope. I'm so tired of schools. Fuck it. No. Yeah, I'm immediately bypassing Arrow Manga Sensei because of the title. So that's an instant. That's note. gonna be that's gonna be hot garbage. Yeah. Even though I wish it wasn't. Like, but it's gonna be hot garbage because it's gonna be like all like incest crap. But whatever. Okay, so I'm gonna go to uh, Zex's next creation which is frame arms girl nope <laughs> because i mean all right now i'm looking at the key art for frame arms girl and they are clearly aiming that at old fuckers like me that like mecca because the most prominent thing in this entire poster is a girl with toast in her mouth and Men of a certain age that are otaku fans, well, any any anime fan of a certain age, they're gonna they're gonna know. Toast in the mouth was like the thing uh, for all of uh, 
the proto waifus because we didn't have waifus back then. But um, nope, nope, nope. Key art alone, just just nope. Fuck that. Nope. Okay, final one I'm tossing out to you in this round is uh, Hinaku Note by Passion. Hinako is poor at speaking and lives in a rural part of Japan. She wants to improve her speech to be able to talk to people freely. So in high school, she transfers schools to Tokyo and plans to join a theater club. When she arrives, it turns out her boarding house is a second-hand bookstore, and a girl who eats books lives there. Sold. Done. Done. <laughs> what? Even, even though a girl who eats books like is probably Satan and would need to be destroyed, but... Um... That's like the selling point for me. That's like the only thing original. It's like, wait, there's a girl. There's a girl who eats books. Well, I I like the secondhand bookstore thing. The secondhand bookstore thing's what won me over. And then the girl who eats books is really kind of like icing on the cake. I will give that a shot. It's probably going to be like some, and it it, it looks the key art it, looks like moe garbage. It looks like moe crap. Yeah, but you know, I'm 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 ready for somebody to subvert the moe thing again. Um, that would be good. Which it probably won't happen with Hinako Note, but um, do we even want to do eccentric? Fa- We're both fucking watching eccentric family. Of course we are. We're watching eccentric family. So like everyone should everyone, be watching. Everyone, everyone better family. watch eccentric family. Um, but you can't now because it's not on Crunchyroll anymore. No, you can buy it on disc. Let's. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, here, here we go. Kabuki Boo. By Studio Dean, who, again, Studio Dean, all is forgiven, because they did show a rock ago. All is forgiven. Even even this. Uh, Kurogo Kurusu, a high school student who loves kabuki so much that it's annoying. Kurogo yearns to perform kabuki as part of a club at his school, but currently his school does not have a kabuki club. So Kurogo sets out to create a kabuki club, and his first order of business is to gather members. Straight up, I didn't say no because this reminds me of Chiaya Furu. Oh, fuck off. Are you serious? <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's, it's the stereotypical, oh, I want to form a club and I got to get members thing, but... This is Bishonen bullshit. Look at this. It's going to be Bishonen bullshit. You know what? You know what really got you, Inc., is it's, it's Kabuki. And it's Japanese arts, and, and you're going to watch it because Japanese arts. And honestly... Yeah. I say that this is shown in bullshit, and and I'm ridiculing it. But you know what? I'm probably going to at least watch one episode. <laughs> I will watch one episode on the offhand chance that it's good. Because, damn it, I need like Japanese cultural arts in my life still. Here's one that might be interesting. So, um, Kenka Bancho Otome, Girl Beats Boys, by Project Number Nine, which I guess is a studio. Hinako has grown up not knowing her parents and thinking she has no relatives. One day, a boy named Hikaru appears before her and says he's her older twin brother. Hikaru asks Hinako to take his place at attending a famous private all-boys academy for delinquents. Uh, I'm going to say no, just because one of the tags is based on an Otome game. Otome game. Oh. No. Oh. Okay. Okay. So I already know what this is. Even though, though the the grabbing her older twin, formerly estranged brother, is is horrible, and you know, going going to an academy for delinquents like that brings yeah. me back to Beelzebub. Oh God, Beelzebub's so good. So good. Love Beelzebub. And if 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 that was kind of in that tone with the the 
I, I don't imagine it would be because now it's you know, based on a Tony game. So right. I don't imagine it would take it to that level of ridiculousness. Yeah. So that kind of, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, let's do Love Kome, We Love Rice by Encourage <laughs> Films. I want to stop everything right now to say if I ever needed to name it, uh, an anime studio, I would have named it Encourage Film. <laughs> God bless the person <laughs> that did that. We will name our studio Eto um, Encourage Films. <laughs> okay. Encourage Films by making bad anime. Yeah. So, um, at the Kokuritsu Inaho Academy, five new rice-inspired students mm-hmm. attempt to supplant bread as the popular grain at the school. The new students form the Love Rice Unit and challenge themselves to perform at the Harvest Show <laughs> to show the delici- delicious appeal of rice grains. There's nothing not to love there. Now, this is probably – this has got to be fucking sponsored by some, like, rice producer – like it has to be. Oh, like, I'm sure, it, if not a cultural society, because rice is like pretty much the most hallowed food in Japan. So, so are you are you gonna watch this one? Oh hell yeah! I I might watch that one. Although, like the idea of supplanting bread is that this is like the anti yakitate Japan. It sounds like. Well, what I'm really hoping it's kind of like is uh, an anime oishimbo episode. <laughs> Moving down the list, we've got Ninja Girl and Samurai Master. We're watching that shit. We're totally off. Fuck yeah. The music in that show is amazing, by the way. Like, like it, the music in that show is way better than that show deserves. Rage of Bahamut sequel. I don't uh, think we really have to read that, because if you loved the original, you're going to be watching this one. It's MAPPA. If you if you if you know exactly. Mappa and you love Mappa, you're gonna watch it, and it's got like people from the original in it. So yeah, yeah, I'm 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 gonna ride for that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Recreators. Oh Jesus! <laughs> if you didn't already say no now, I'm already depressed. I'm already uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna gird my loins for what's coming here. Why don't Why don't you hit me with Recreators Inc. So Recreators, for those listening, isn't Recreators, it's Re, colon, Creators. And this is by Troika. Humans have created many stories. Joy, sadness, anger, deep emotion. Stories shake our emotions and fascinate us. However, these are only the thoughts of bystanders. But what if the characters in the story have, quote-unquote, intentions? To them, we are godlike existences for bringing their story into the world. Our world is changed, meet out punishment upon the realm of the gods. In re colon creators, everyone becomes a creator. The only reason that I did not say no is because I wanted you to finish that horrible like <laughs> pitch. Um, that can that can fuck all the way off. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no. That's like that's like. The opposite. Basically, they're inverting the trope of trapped in the game, and it's like, oh no, but the game's real now. Like all the people are real. Oh no, whatever. The next one I have to read is uh, I'm doing so because one of uh, one of our shared Twitter friends is actually really interested in watching this, so I have to read this. Renai Bokun, Guri is an angel with a mysterious item that turns any two people who kiss into a couple. No. Nope. She... <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to stop at mysterious. Air is an angel, but I, I wanted to. What? 
for for the for the benefit of our Twitter friend who 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 wants to to read it, why don't you why don't you finish it? No, no, I'm just okay. gonna I'm gonna face palm over. I, I will just say that she she defended her want to watch the show because she equates this to uh, Death Note but with kissing. Okay, that doesn't help. Uh, okay, <laughs> that's like yeah. you saying that other shows like Chihayafuru or some <laughs> apostasy. Um, you know what's not apostasy though? Rene season fucking three. That's gonna be great. See, I feel bad because I dropped season one because that was in one of the seasons that was just super laden with good shows and with I everything. Yeah, and I, I was just like, I don't have time for this. And I, I saw it was actually a pretty good comedy, but I never picked it back up. So I won't so, be watching. But why? Why don't you tell us why we should be watching? Why? Why we should be watching, Rene? Um, it's okay. So. Urusai Yatsura is the best Jumiko Takahashi, okay? That's just, it's the facts, it's the truth. Um, but Rinne is really good. Um, it's, um, or I like it at least. It's got, it, it reminds me a little bit of, of Ramna One Half, but it's got this supernatural kind of bent to it. Um, all of the characters are like classic Takahashi characters where you don't ever really like any of them, but you can laugh at all of them. Like, they all are pretty horrible people in their own way. <laughs> so, Rene Season 3 is also going to have Miyokichi, voice actress, Megumi Hayashi Ibarra in it. Um, she's going to show up as, like, the parent of, I think, like, Rene's mom or something. So, so there you go. Like, there's, there's like, just another reason to watch it. Um, uh, really, Rene is going to be pretty niche. Like, you're going you're gonna to, like, like Takahashi stuff, and you're going to want to watch it or not. And, and that's fine. Uh, let's see. Here's one that should cause some consternation. I'm gonna I'm gonna read I'm gonna read this one to you, Ink, and, and we'll see what you do. Um, it's Soryo to Majiwaru Shikiyoku no Yoru ni. I think I said that right. Um, a woman reunites reunites with her first love at a class reunion. She discovers that Kujo has taken over his family's temple as a priest. The woman thought that the priests did not have romantic relationships, but a passion ignites between the two. She wonders if what she and the priest uh, do is really right. <laughs> it's Jose. It's Jose, and I'm not saying no. It's oh, it's Osa, right? It's the answer. <laughs> um, I'm gonna watch that. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm seriously gonna watch that. I think it's a short too. Oh, that's horrible. It should be long form. It has like the the key art, like nice production values for a short. Um, yeah. So let's see, what's throw one at me. Sakai no Yami Zuken. The anime will be in an omnibus short format that will tell stories of the, st of the strange and bizarre in our world, including UFOs, cryptids, curses, ancient civilizations, supernatural powers, spiritual experiences, bizarre cases, different dimensions, and urban legends told in picture show style. The anime seeks to evoke the retro atmosphere of pulp horror stories that were popular in the 60s and 70s in magazines. Yeah, okay. I'm all I can down do that. A, I'm all down for Yamishibai that can outdo Yamishibai. Yeah, well, shouldn't be hard, given what you said about the uh, fourth season. Yeah, sadly. What do you think about uh, Soccer Request? So this is the PA Works uh, 
you know, from the makers of Shirobako and appears to be very much a Shirobako type show. Five girls work in the tourism bureau in their small provincial town. No. <laughs> it's advertising. <laughs> That's all a lot of anime is advertising nowadays, bro. True. But this one, like, it just reeks of it. Uh, this one's, like, transparent about it. Seriously. In a way, I kind of admire it for that. I will at least watch one episode of this because I love PA Works. Um, and I, I, I want to see if they can recapture the magic of Shirobako in a show. I doubt that they can. Because Shirobako, to me, is about loving animation and anime. Um, and this is just slice of life, cute girls doing working in an office which okay that's gonna i mean that's gonna that's gonna do a lot for a lot of people i just don't know that i'll be one of them i'll give it a shot though and we're walking we're walking we're walking (laughs) i will watch it if it's literally that all right so let's see uh the royal tutor by bridge accepting the post of royal tutor at the court of the king of Grenzreich Heine Wittengarten is no. a little <laughs> called on the count of like too much fucking German in a description <laughs> um, I mean if they're eating schnitzel and like you know having a good time being German children okay whatever um, see if you didn't stop me I would have stopped myself at it's a comedy of educational proportions Oh, you really yeah, wanted to get to that part. <laughs> I did. Okay. Um, that's probably about it, isn't it? Oh, no. Hell no. Uh, okay. So, Tomika Hyper Rescue Drive Head. Kido Kyuku no. Kiyatsatsu. No. <laughs> but wait, wait. This, is, this has to be read. To respond to disasters beyond human comprehension and increasing complexity of crime and mishaps, the Mobile Emergency Police Hyper Rescue, an organization newly formed by the government primarily for life-saving, developed <laughs> drive heads that are specially that are specialized with police, firefighting, and rescue capabilities. The grade schooler, Ko Kuramata, and other children found to be suitable become drivers and join forces within the Mobile Emergency Police and other, and other adults. Get in the goddamn fire truck. <laughs> okay, so tags, action, mecha, sci-fi, shonen, cars, and police. Um, dude, seven-year-old me's tripping all over this. Um, I could give two shits now. I, I have, <laughs> I have Transformers the movie. It's fine, and I, I mean it, it's, it's, it's okay. Let's see. Sugumono. Kazuya Kagami's most treasured possession in the world is the obi left to him by his late mother. The scent uh, of cherry... Oh, oh, he's, he's, he's tipping, folks. The scent of cherry blossoms infused into it helps him through his day, but he never uh-huh. expected it to save his life, becoming a beautiful Komodo-clad girl uh-huh. who calls herself an artifact spirit. Ink, can I please stop fucking reading this? Keep going. <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> Her name is... Kiriha, the 
uh, Skumonogami of the Sash, who naturally moves in with him, oh my, oh, as he is her owner, throw in Chisato, his bespectacled friend, and an overprotective older sister who wants to take baths with him, a busting no, priestess. No, 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 no. And no. you've got every goddamn fan service trope in one anime, and we've probably <laughs> seen this 800,000 times over the last 25 years. No. The last one I'll, re- I'll read uh, is Wararu Salesman New. <laughs> I have no idea why they have the new one there. This Where's is by, old? This is by Shin Ai Animation. Or Shin A Animation. The story revolves around Fukuzo Moguru, who appears before people who are struggling with life and promises to grant them their desires for free. But his clients often disregard his advice and cheat during the process, whereupon, whereupon he exacts a heavy price from the, for their lives. Okay, so this sounds a lot like Hellgirl. Um, it probably, hopefully, is a short anime because this will get boring very quickly. Hmm. Well, you just cited Hellgirl, and Hellgirl is the same thing. Well, Hellgirl's got a lot more complex complexity and depth around it and the characters got a lot more going for her and there's a lot more there this is this is like creepy looking fucker with with a fedora um it's, <laughs> it's pierre le fou like transforming yeah. into businessman he's it's devil went down to georgia the japanese anime i love the key art for it i really do yeah i mean maybe it's good maybe it's good is there anything besides the centric family uh, is there anything that just jumps off this list at you that you've just got to watch? Well, Attack on Titan, because it's the big name there. Um, honestly, uh, even Rage of Bahamut, uh, Virgin Soul, is, uh, is very interesting to me. But uh, aside from those two, three? Nah, not really. Everything will either be a surprise or just yet another letdown. Crushing disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> crushing disappointment after crushing disappointment. Um, a lot of people have talked up this season like this is going to be some great balls awesome season. Um, I'm frankly not seeing it. Um, now I could be wrong, and I I will take my crow pan seared uh, if I am. Uh, but. I'm just not seeing a lot that really grabs me that makes me want to watch, with the exception of Eccentric Family. Um, and I definitely, I desperately hope Rage of Bahamut is good, because um, that would just kill me to have a shitty sequel follow that show. Which, I mean, wasn't perfect, but it was still pretty good. If, if it turns into a Garo 2. Ugh. That would be crippling. And that's, you know, Mappa, so maybe it does. So other than that, you know, you've got your show, you know, Boruto is starting and um, Hero Academia. That's that's nice. But, I, I mean, there's nothing that I'm like, oh, my God, I must watch this, except Eccentric Family too. Like, that's like the thing. So I might actually get to catch up on all the other shit that I need to watch that's on my Netflix queue and everything else. It might be nice. I'm going to take advantage of that five-day Amazon free uh, anime paywall and watch Scum's Wish and the long, the extended passage, or the long, long passage, the, the great passage, the great passage. And it is worth mentioning that Misaki Uwasa's, uh film, which is actually uh, a sequel, I think, to 
the Tommy Galaxy. Yes, thank you. Yoru wa Mijikashi Aruke no Yo Otome is actually coming out this season as well. Yes. So that that's something to actually really really look forward to. And we could only pray to God that we actually get to see it somehow. So hopefully hopefully that movie will get announced by somebody. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a sequel to Tatami Galaxy or if it's by the same author with some of the same characters. I I, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe, that's your spiritual sequel. Yeah, it might be, but um, yeah, God, I hope we get to watch that at some point. And I think to wrap this whole thing up, we have one Twitter question, uh, which is fair, seeing as we kind of spawned it last minute, uh, from Helen's Rock ago, uh, wandering dreamer on Twitter. Hi, Helen. Hi, Helen. What show do you wish was longer? Alternatively, which show was way too long and should have ended early? Hmm. Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I really don't know. Um, I, let's start with what I think could have been shorter. I feel like Blue Exorcist, even though I enjoyed it, um, I feel like the early part of it kind of drug along. And it seemed to be... And I feel like it was like really slavishly matching the pacing of the manga, which isn't always a good thing. That that might be part of it. Um, I could I I could see an argument for wanting to have Scum's Wish be longer because they cover the entire manga uh, in the course of this twelve episode series, and they they cover ground at a blistering pace, and part of what I enjoy about Scum's Wish as a manga is um, it has a bit more of a slower pace to it, or it feels like it does, because I guess, again, you get to control the pace of you know manga when you read it, obviously. So um, I feel like if, if that was a two-core, um, maybe they could have they built out some of the depth in the characters that people needed to see to really kind of get – some of the some of the relationships going on um ever i mean there's nothing else that i feel like really should have been longer i feel i feel like the shows that i did end up finishing were all shows that ended and they got they left when they needed to like even rock ago god love it left when it needed to um how about you man what you think I'm going to disagree with you right off the bat, and I'm going to say uh, Rakugo needs Yay. to be longer. <laughs> not not, not because I love the shit out of that show. It's just I needs really... to be Heisei, <laughs> Genroku, Rakugo, Shinju. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. That's uh, the era following show, but anyway. Uh, okay. uh, but no, what, what I th- like I said before, my prime disappointment with Rakugo was how hastily it skipped... Uh, periods of time, and it does it well, and I, and for I guess good effect. I, I really want to go back and rewatch it to see why it skipped so much so quickly. I think it's because it didn't need to linger. I don't know, but there's there's a lot I wanted to see it do that it didn't, and like I wanted to see Konatsu, you know, perform instead of just saying, oh well, now she's a performer, and. Yeah, yeah I, that that is one thing I wish we could have seen. Yeah, the, that that show builds up a lot and really takes on a lot, uh, including like the introduction of new material, which we never really get to, and um, 
Yeah, there's so much, and I really wish they had the chance to take their time with it like the first season did. And I don't know whether it's because the show maybe isn't popular over in Japan or, or didn't you know get the green light for a third season, so they're like, okay, well, we have to wrap it up, and these are the essential points we have to hit. And they hit all the essential points. And it's a, it's a good soap opera, but I wish it was longer because it could have been it could have done a lot more. Mm. But which one was shorter? Even though I dropped it at three episodes, I'm going to say Fuka. <laughs> you know, I was hoping you'd say that. Like Fuka deserves honorable mention for being the only show that I can remember in recent history where the the source material manga is pretty it's pretty awful. Um, and then they like went screaming in the opposite direction for the anime, and and it diverges like profoundly from the manga, and they somehow managed to make it worse. <laughs> oh, Oni-san, I can't find my shirt. Yeah. Oh my god, it's terrible. Fuka should have never happened. No. Koji Seo just, I mean, he knows where his money's made, but ugh. He knows where his money's made. <laughs> So that'll be it for our uh, winter wrap-up and spring preview on here on Otaku No Radio. You can find uh, us on Stitcher, Google Music Play, and iTunes. Yes. Uh, Jared, what are you doing these days? Um, I am uh, starting a new job, so I'm kind of taking a bit of a break from, from stuff. Uh, I am still... On staff at Wave Motion Cannon, uh, and you can follow the exploits of the Brave Cannoneers there at wavemotioncannon.com and at Wave Motion Cannon on Twitter. Um, big changes uh, to the site and the content of the site. I'm very excited about it. Um, it's something that's been in the works for a little bit now. Um, if you haven't given Wave Motion Cannon a look, I would I would urge you to uh, really go give it a look. See. There's some exciting new stuff coming up, and I'm not going to go into great detail about it here, but there's an article um, up on the site about it, and um, you know, if you follow it on Twitter, then, then you'll see um, – I think Josh has actually done a video kind of explaining what's going on. So definitely check that out. Um, and of course, always, uh, any gamers, till they, till they throw me out, till Evan like, throws me out of the building that we don't have, but the metaphorical building. Uh, at anygamers.com and at anygamers and of course you can find us both uh, being crabby about anime at at old taku no radio and uh, I guess I for crabby I think we're pretty gleeful about most of the things we've reviewed so far yeah yeah we haven't really we haven't really interviewed anything that we could just like you know like shit cast about yet we might need to make a point of that when David's <laughs> um, on when we when we drag David on we will oh god yes that will be that will be epic. You can find me uh, in the pages of Otaku USA magazine. Coming up, uh, oh, I have a feature on Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid and a review of interviews with Monster Girls coming up in the next issue, I think. Uh, On AnimeGamers.com, our three-episode tests will be coming out probably within a couple weeks of this very podcast, or a few weeks of this podcast. And on fandompost.com, uh, where I have a 10 years later article about El Cazador de la Bruja. But, uh, yeah, yeah, for, for me, for Inc., uh, for all of us here uh, at the ranch, uh, thanks very much, and we'll see you soon.
I don't think we'll need very long. I'm not going to need very long. I don't have a ton to say here. Not about winter. And probably not much about spring. 